Good morning, my confident queens. It's your confidence cheerleader, Kiri, coming at you with another incredible interview from our badass mompreneurs, ready to give their best tips, tricks, and stories to finding and creating the most confident you. Let's get into it. Good afternoon, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited to get into this with you. Um, We kind of talked about it before hopping on, but I just adore Brittany and everything that she is doing. So I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear from her and learn a little bit more from her. So do you want to just kind of introduce yourself and all of the awesome things that you do? Sure. Um, I feel like my list like pales in comparison to yours, though, (laughs) after you were just telling me everything you got going on. Um, So I am a mother of four kids. I have a 13-year-old. Everybody just had a birthday. So 13, 11, 7, and on Monday, he'll be five, my youngest. I can't believe it. Um, So they keep me busy, and I actually love being a stay-at-home mom. I really cherish that and I love it. It fulfills me. Um, I have a company called Get Out There Girl, which is a women's adventure company where I encourage women to get outside and to talk kindly to themselves. I call myself a self-compassion advocate where I I love self-compassion and I feel like it is the key to get women um, to live their best lives. Um, so combining those two things, um, is get out there girl. And then, um, lastly, I, the reason why I'm on here is to talk about the brave talk show and the brave talk show is a talk show that I had the idea for, for 10 years. Um, so I had it back when I lived in, in Washington, DC, I just had this idea and then the idea never left me. And I just like throughout the last 10 years, I'm like, why do I keep having this thought for this show? Like, I'm not even in a place where I could do anything about it or that like mentally that I'm strong enough to to handle it. Um, And so but the thought just kept staying and sticking and it would pop in every now and then. And I would talk to my husband. I'd be like, why do I still have this thought? And he's like, I don't know, but you're driving me nuts with it. (laughs) And so um, last year around Christmas time. I just had this peaceful feeling about it where I was like, Brittany, it's time. Like it's time to go with the show. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my mental state was at a place where I could handle it, where I could um, be okay sharing my opinion freely and be okay with any backlash that I might get from people. (laughs) Um, And that I could just be confident in who I was and how I projected myself and how I spoke about, um, just how I felt about things. Um, so that was one of the big pieces of the puzzle. And then the other big piece of the puzzle was who I would have on as hosts. Mm-hmm. And so and you as have I some women as hosts on there with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought I need the right women. Like I need women who um are open books, who are brave and are willing to share. And I need women who are mentally strong enough to handle any negative comments that they might get on YouTube or any hate. Um, and women who are willing to be vulnerable and who can talk on camera and not get scared um, just by the cameras. And anyway, there was a, there was a lot involved. I need women from different perspectives and, and opinions, right? Yeah. I didn't want four women who all agreed on everything. 
And so as I thought about who they, everybody came really quickly, like I mentioned something to a friend and she was like, oh, you need Vanessa Bonner. And so I met with Vanessa. I went, took Vanessa out to lunch and Vanessa was like, I am so excited. I'm on board. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even like tell you what all it was. But it was that's perfect. <laughs> and then um, I knew Robin, um, who is a fly on my wall on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Robin's just crazy and so much fun. She's like a party <laughs> wherever she goes. And so I thought, okay, she would be great. And she's an open book. Like she shares anything and everything. She's very great and brave um, in that regard. And then my husband told me about Teresa. He knew her husband and he does YouTube. And he's like, Teresa just moved to Utah. Um, And he's like, I have a feeling she would be a really good fit. And so he introduced me to Teresa and Teresa, all three of them were on board from day one. They were like, yes, sign me up, please. We can't wait for this show. So that happened in April of this year. And so we've been filming every single month since then. We release a new episode every week. That is so awesome. And I, I think it's super important that you talk about like how confidence really played a role in you finally taking the step um, into, you know, what you were feeling compelled and called to do. Um, so I guess that kind of leads me directly into my first question. What does confidence mean to you? And how did you kind of work on building up that confidence in yourself that you finally were like, okay, yes, now I feel like ready to jump into this. Oh, that's such a good question. And I was always lacking in confidence. Um, I think there were times where I would feel, you know, a few months where I'd be like, Oh, I feel pretty good about myself. I'm doing these good things. And then I would it just, I don't know if it would be depression, per, um, like by definition, or just be low self-esteem. Like I just didn't think I was pretty. Um, I didn't grow up with a great body and, So just all of these superficial things that I let affect my confidence, my inner confidence. Um, I was shy and I don't know. I thought that my outside had to match my inside. And that's, that was the biggest, um, my biggest battle growing up is that I didn't think that I was pretty. um, And therefore I didn't think I was worthy and I couldn't act with confidence because everybody would just want to treat me like, an ugly girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was this whole journey where I had to look deep and figure out who I really was in my core. And so I grew up, um, a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I went to church every single Sunday growing up. And something that they always teach is that you are a daughter of God. And so I heard that my whole life, I'm a daughter of God. I'm a daughter of God. And I was like, yeah, Heavenly Father, like that's who I call God. I call him my Heavenly Father. And I talked to him often and I felt like I had a relationship with him. But it honestly wasn't until I was in college where I was like, okay, Brittany, if you really think that you are a daughter of God, then why do you put yourself down so much? Like, why do you think your appearance matters that much? God doesn't care about your appearance. Um, Why do you care about your appearance? And then I just started being more mindful and thinking about, okay, well, what is good about Brittany? What do I like about Brittany? And I started paying attention to things where I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm actually really sarcastic and I can be kind of funny. And I really like that about myself. 
um, I can have fun and go with the flow and just like be spontaneous and, and hyper and fun. And I really like that about myself. And so I started finding things that I liked about myself that had nothing to do with my appearance. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like stopped worrying about what other people thought of me. And I just started being me, what I liked about myself. And that just kind of snowballed and made it so that I, um, I became confident. So there were, there was also some therapy in there. <laughs> I can't skip that. There was definitely, a, um, you know, a couple counselors in there that really helped me, um, you know, learn self-compassion and see my value, but that's kind of the basics of it. And how do you feel that self-compassion affects, uh, confidence? I think it's huge because when we're critical of ourselves, it's really hard to be confident. And we like, for me, I thought I had to be critical of myself in order to be a high achiever. Like that's just part of my being as I'm competitive and not necessarily competitive with other people, but I'm, I'm competitive and I want to achieve a lot. I want to shoot for the stars. And I thought I had to be critical in order to achieve And when I realized that my value didn't change, that my worth was set, whether I failed miserably at life or whether I succeeded at life, that my value didn't change, um, that was when self-compassion was able to step in. And I was like, I can, I can give myself some grace. I'm human. I'm not capable of perfection. And that grace made all the difference. And that was actually very motivating so that I could see my weaknesses and my strengths and not get depressed about my weaknesses and also not get cocky and overconfident in my, right. And so I felt like self-compassion was that the key piece in all of that. Yeah. I think it's definitely that balance where you become kind of that humbly confident and you understand your strengths and what you love about yourself but you also understand your weaknesses and um, are able to, you know, find help with those. Or, you know, um, if you're running a business, you know, (laughs) pay somebody else to take care of the things that you're maybe a little bit weaker in. Um, Yes, I definitely 100% agree with that. So what do you guys specifically talk about on the Brave Talk show? And why did you decide to start it and start talking about those things? So one of the reasons why I started it was because I knew that w- there needed to be a platform to have hard conversations. Um, so I've suffered from postpartum depression um, very severely after specifically my third, but a little bit after each one of them. And that was something that anytime I would open up about women would just flood to me and say, oh my gosh, I suffered from postpartum depression too. Oh my gosh, I've been suicidal and I haven't wanted to share that with anybody, but I have. And, um, or I had the baby blues or I had just women come out of the woodworks when I have such as like, I still get text messages to this day. Hey, can you recommend a counselor? Like I'm starting to think I might want therapy, but I don't want to, I don't know who to talk to it about. So can you recommend somebody? And that's because I have been vulnerable and I've shared very openly that I've gone to counseling or that I still go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I knew that there needed to be a bigger platform for that. And I knew that there were other women 
that would join me in being brave and in having those conversations because I only have my one experience. I've only lived, you know, my 36 years. And so I needed other women to add their experiences to mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Another reason that I wanted to start the Brave Talk Show was to show that we can get along with differing opinions. Like, um, well, I don't know, Vanessa, actually, I know Robin specifically has had miscarriages, several of them before, and I've never had a miscarriage. And so I knew that by having four of us together, we would be strengthened in our opinions and in our viewpoints and that we could show that you can have different viewpoints and still get along. Like, even though I've never experienced a miscarriage, I can have sympathy and empathy for Robin who has, Mm -hmm. we could show that on air. Um, And then that carries through to like political views where, you know, Vanessa and I disagree on a lot of political views, but we can still validate each other and see and listen to each other's viewpoints and then still remain friends and not get all hateful and, and say, no, I can't agree. I don't agree with you. So therefore we can't be friends. Mm -hmm. So those two reasons are why I wanted to start the show. And they, those two reasons show up on every single episode. Yeah, they absolutely do. And I think it is so critically important that we have both of those two things in our society. I think um, too often, especially as women, we spend so much time like, um, you know, compartmentalizing things and like not talking about these hard things because we think that maybe we're the only ones going through it. And so by opening up and sharing those experiences and validating others' experiences, I think it's super important. And I think the whole world needs a little bit more compassion <laughs> for ourselves and for other people too. And so by opening up those kind of um, conversations can, you know, have compassion both ways. So I completely agree. Thank you so much for doing that and, you know, having those difficult conversations. Um, so how can other people outside of the Brave Talk show better approach and more confidently approach hard conversations with people? So one of my counselors shared this little test with me and I've proved it true over and over again. And I love it. Um, So what it is, is you, you test the waters a little bit with a friend where you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to share a little bit with this friend. Say her name's Amanda. You're like, I'm going to go share something with Amanda today. I'm going to test it and see if, if I can be vulnerable with her. And so, you know, maybe you and Amanda are at a play date with your kids. They're all running around and playing. Or maybe you're out to lunch with her. I don't know. Whatever your experience is, you're with Amanda. And you start telling her just a little bit of something that you're going through. You don't release everything on her and spill every, all of your trials and how deep they are. And you know what I mean? But you test the waters a little bit where you, you start to share something a little bit that you're comfortable with. And then you see how she responds. If she responds where she's like, oh, she's like validating you, listening to you. Um, and then she, like you can tell with her body language that she's engaged with you and, and really feeling what you're feeling. And then maybe she continues the conversation where she's like, oh my gosh, I've actually felt that way too. Or I've never felt that way, but I, my sister-in-law has, but she continues the conversation then you know you have a safe friend that you can be brave with. 
Um, and that's a really important friend to have somebody that you can open up with and, and share. And then, then, you know, Amanda's safe and you can, you know, next time you can open up a little bit more and you can trust her. Whereas if Amanda's body language kind of shuts down or she kind of gets distracted with something, maybe she's like, oh, I got to go take care of the kids really quick. Or just she changes the subject or she starts talking about her right away. Um, then, you know, mm, Amanda's not quite safe yet. And it's not that Amanda doesn't want need to be my friend anymore. <laughs> like cut Amanda off. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, eh, Amanda's not there yet. I'm not, I'm not safe with Amanda yet. And so um, Amanda can still be a great friend, but I'm going to wait to share some vulnerable things with her. I'm going to wait to be a little brave with her until, you know, maybe in a couple months I try again and see if she's brave or maybe I just try Teresa next time instead of Amanda. I don't know. Um, but that's a test I've proven over and over again. And I have, you know, I have great friends that are just gym friends. I have great friends that are just my kids, friends, moms that I get along with really well. And then I have friends that I can be vulnerable with and I can tell them, Hey, I had a really bad day. I need somebody to talk to you. Can you talk on the phone for a minute? And they're like, yeah, sure. What's up? And, and so just be by being brave um, and sharing a little bit, you can find out who those friends are. Well, and I think it's important to recognize that sometimes if those people that you're trying to talk to shut down, it may be more about them than it is about you. And maybe they're For not sure. mentally ready or have the capacity to handle that or work through that themselves yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes is that people, often people's reactions tell you more about them than it does about you. And I think you nailed that right there. So I know that you guys do, you know, hit on some really hard, difficult, or even controversial topics sometimes. How do you guys deal with maybe the people that aren't ready to find that compassion yet and come out with like the negative comments or um, things on your videos? Um, honestly, we haven't, be, we're not huge <laughs> yet. So we haven't had a ton of negativity yet. Um, there was one instance where Teresa kind of went on a rant um, when we were filming and she was talking about um, moms of one kid and she just kind of went for it and got really <laughs> passionate. And we were all like, whoa, we don't usually like, we know Teresa gets passionate. Yeah, yeah she, she went into it and we were like, ah, okay. <laughs> um, but then as we started, like we all shared our opinions um, along with hers. And then afterwards, she did get some hate for that. And so she went through and she was like, hey, I got so passionate that I didn't communicate it very well. This is this is really to clarify, this is what I meant. And she still stood her ground. She's like, I still think this very strongly. Um, but she said, I just didn't say it in a way that clarified it. And so she clarified it. And then some women messaged us and were like, we agree with Teresa. We totally agree <laughs> with Teresa. And then other women were like, uh, no, that was so hurtful. Like that hurt my feelings. And we were like, we're sorry. Like, it's just kind of one of those things where as a talk show, we have to be careful because we can't apologize for everything. Mm -hmm. But in that instance, it wasn't necessarily an apology that Teresa issued, but it was a clarification because she didn't mean to hurt other people's feelings, but she still wanted to stand strong with her opinion, if that yeah. makes sense. 
And I, I, I remember that episode and I, I'm a parent of one and I definitely was like, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest here. It's way easier for me as a parent of one than it would be if I had, you know, four kids like you do. So I, I totally validate that as a parent of one. Like she's not, you know what though? Like that might be true, but then also my kids, I love when friends come over and play with my kids. I think one kid would be super hard because that's true. You have to entertain them. So it's just all about opinion. And that's, that's what we need space for in our world is we need space for opinions Mm -hmm. and we just need to give people that space. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to a woman who's just kind of getting started in her own like personal growth and confidence journey, um, tip, trick, tool, anything that, that she could use? I think I would just say, start at your core. Like I would, I would make some time and I say make some time because time doesn't come easy, right? We're all so busy, but I would schedule and make some time to just sit with yourself and journal and think about what's at your core. Who are you? Um, You can think about some things that you like about yourself, kind of like what I did. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then write down as well as those things, what's at your core and what you like about yourself, write down the flip side of that. It's like, why don't you have confidence? What is it about your life that, that gets you feeling down or makes you feel negative? Maybe it's a certain person that always beats you up and you're like, I walk away from them feeling terrible about myself. And then you're like, okay, well, there's a big red flag. I should probably have a boundary with that person. Right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's something that you participate in that you're like, that doesn't fulfill me. That actually drags me down. Um, it could be a host of things. So I would, I would journal all of that. And then with all of those journal entries, I say all of those, it might just be two, right. (laughs) With those journal entries, um, use that to make a plan to, um, start writing some affirmations. Affirmations are so helpful in building confidence. Mm-hmm. You might feel stupid at first saying it, but just keep saying it and keep journaling your thoughts. I think mindfulness is one of the biggest keys of confidence is that you have to be aware of yourself. Um, and you can't hide from yourself. I think a lot of times self-esteem is you actually hiding from yourself, lack of self-esteem. I mean, yeah. Um, And so if you can repeat affirmations to yourself every day and really just start giving yourself some belief in yourself, like just start noticing the things that you like about yourself and start, I don't know, for me, it was, I thought confidence was wrong, that I was not supposed to be confident that I was supposed to, when somebody said that I looked pretty, I was supposed to be like, oh no, this, I just bought this shirt on clearance or I didn't even (laughs) today stop it you know like you just dismiss the compliments but when you like start getting mindful you're like oh I should start accepting compliments thanks I got ready today or thanks I like what I look like or like that's not a bad thing to be confident and so I think that's why journaling why you're not confident like that was for me I had to journal and realize I thought confidence was bad. I thought it was like almost a sin. Mm-hmm. And so once I got that out of the way and I was able to accept myself more and, and build that confidence. So yeah, those are my things. Start journaling, start seeing what you like about yourself, see what's at your core and see what makes you not confident. See what takes it out of you. Yeah. 
I think it's just as important to know what you don't want from life or the things that don't serve you um, just as much as it is to find the things that do um, so that you can start setting those boundaries and removing the things that don't bring you joy and all of that stuff because we only have so much time (laughs) on this earth we might as well make it what we want it to be. I agree. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for this awesome conversation. Um, Will you tell us where we can find you and where people can actually go and view the Brave Talk Show? Yeah, I would love that. Um, Okay, so we're the Brave Talk Show on Instagram. And then same thing on YouTube. So you can actually listen to us in a podcast format just like this. Um, We have that and that link is just on our Instagram page. And then you can also watch us on video on YouTube. So both of those are there. And then through our Instagram, you can also find each of the hosts individually on their own um, Instagram pages. Perfect. And you are at Get Out There Girl as well, too. Yep. And there's underscores in between each word for Get Out There Girl. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved talking about confidence and I love what you do. Keep doing it. Thank you. Wow. Wasn't that a great conversation? I want to thank our guests so much for being here. If you guys found value in this conversation, please like, share, and make sure to follow our guest and me on Instagram and at our websites. And if you are interested in confidence coaching with me and doing some one-on-one, you can go reach out to me on The Confident Mompreneur on Instagram or at theconfidentmompreneur.com. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.